Hey friends, welcome back to Little Dream Cloud. It's Hugh here. Um, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to say thank you for listening in. Um, and in addition to that, please give us a rating if you're listening on Spotify. Um, just take a second right now if you can, go on there, give us a rating. It helps us out, helps get this podcast moving forward, and um, we get excited to see those. So today's episode is a little bit longer. Daniel and I are talking about um, a project that he was working on. Um, He kind of breaks down things that went well, things that he would like to do better in the future. Just and he really just kind of gets open about the whole the whole project itself and being on set. And then later in the episode, we get into what really is the main topic of today's episode, which is getting back to the basics and and what keeps us inspired and what keeps us creating after we've had long days where the creative process feels a lot more like work um, or maybe even technically is work, what it is that we both personally find helps us reconnect with creating. Um, So thank you for being here and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Dude, I'll tell you what, taking a sip of coffee after a bite of a bacon cheddar scone, it's nothing greater. Not a a greater pairing on this planet Earth. Did you make the coffee or did you you get it at Moonbake? I didn't. You know, it's podcast morning, so, you know, I get my workout in and then I I go straight from the gym around the corner to Moonbake and I just got a, I got a black coffee. I will say they are dialing in their, their drip though. It's freaking... It's getting a little bit more fruity and light bodied, which is my my preferred, you know. All right. Dude, that's good to know. Yeah, that's yeah. good to know. Cause I get I mean, I get the drip every time we go there. And so right. so the better it gets, I mean, the better it is for me. Yeah. I mean, it's always been like the spot to go if like you wanna, you know, a badass pastry, but like it's you just this morning, you're just like, man, this coffee just with this scone, yeah, is is living. Really, this is different. living. <laughs> All right. Well, should we uh, should we hop in today's today's topics of sorts? Let's do it. Let's do it. First off, uh, what's going on in your life? What's new? Give us a quick quick two minute update or something. Oh, I can I can nail it down even quicker. <laughs> um, I officially have one song left that I'm working on. For the album, heck yeah! I this week I sent off the final vocals um, for one, and then I just today sent off uh, another one, and so I have a little bit of editing left to do. But um, and I may go back in and record a couple vocal layers and stuff for some for some harmony. Um, but one song left for the album officially, so it feels really good. It's been pushed back, you know as as creative projects are sometimes Always. but i feel really happy that i'm gonna have it all sent off and done before the end of the year heck yeah that's good news uh when's the album coming out again it will be coming out in the beginning of uh 2023 okay cool yep cool cool um what about you yeah so not a lot but sort of a lot has happened in the last uh, week or so. Um, the main one being, I'm trying to think if there's any small updates. 
I'm just going to get right into it. So the biggest update I have is I just directed and DP'd uh, a 50 plus per extra person set, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's how that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the professional terminology, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was my first time directing like an actual crew of that size plus all those extras. Right. Um, and then I was DPing, which is, you know, hard to do both. Um, but I had a small crew and that was fun. A lot of equipment I've never used before. Um, and you know, usually I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, like, you know, like, as you know, from our music videos, it's usually just like a couple tube lights, maybe a couple soft boxes, um, some aperture MCs and like, that's our lighting setup, you know, like gear wise, it's pretty chill. So, um, yeah, here on this set, we, I rented out like this guy got me 50% off. So it was like 700 bucks for all the equipment, but, um, I think it would have came out to like two grand or something like that. So it was he more than 50% off. But anyway, so he works at a rental house and I found this guy through another guy <laughs> that met him on a set in Kentucky, um, hired him out. Um, and he was my gaffer first AC combo. So, uh, if anyone doesn't know what a gaffer is, um, it's uh, the guy who basically rigs up the lighting um, and makes it makes what I want happen, basically. So I tell him what kind of lighting I want, and then he like does it, uh, like in the technical sense. So um, I was very hands on the whole time, um, which you know I like to do. But uh, it was cool. We had like sky re sky panels, which are like ten thousand dollars a piece and really hard to get uh, if you're you know starting out. Um, we had like like really powerful 400 watt like um, Joker bugs, which are like these massive lights. They're not massive, but they're super powerful to like recreate like moonlight and sunlight and things like that. So we had that outside at three hazers, um, like really high quality haze machines going. Um, and uh, and I told you this, Hugh. Um, we did that 30 second. Well, I thought I was gonna be a 20 second one shot, right? And it ended up being a 30 second one shot once we finally did it. Um, but that was like the money shot. That's what took the longest. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a beast. Uh, we had a steady cam. Um, and I know you were talking about the 48 hour short film you were working on this last yeah. couple of weeks. Um, they were using a steady cam, right? Is that what you said? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you said it was like, so bulky and slow to work with and like kind of slowed the whole process down right yeah because yeah especially because of the space that we were in yeah 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 and so and i it's funny because like that was my first time working with the city steady cam myself and i didn't operate it i had my my gaffer first ac actually cam off as well but um it was just building it out took so long we had three hours to set up lighting okay and the lighting is, in my opinion, the most important thing. It makes, you know, it's more important than the camera you use and, you know, whatever else. So um, we had three hours. I thought it was plenty of time. And the camera took an hour and a half to set up and and to balance on the steady cam. This is like the body harness. Yeah. Like 
it's attached to your your waist and like on your shoulders. Yeah, with like, like the yeah. big springs and all that, like the big arm that comes yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's a great tool and like it looks amazing. Um, and it was super fun to use, but like. It took an hour and a half to build out. And I was like, hey, man, like, how's the, you know, rig coming? He's a, he's a fast worker. He did a great job. But, like, it's just a lot of stuff, you know? So um, many parts. Yeah. Yeah. And we had, like, a wireless focus puller on it. Um, so we had, like, you know, a couple monitors on it and, like, get to get the motors set up and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, so we, you know, we had an hour and a half to light everything, which I thought we were going to have three. Um, and I had done some stuff while he was balancing the camera. Um, but I was you know, wrangling the band, um, wrangling extras, uh, stuff like that. Also, uh, real quick, I guess we should talk about what the project was, uh, for the viewers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and hit that. Yeah. So basically, uh, Hugh and I have talked about this. I kind of picked his brain creatively for this project. So he's, um, aware of everything, but basically, uh, I had a coffee shop slash venue. They had like a concert room in the back, um, it's not huge, but they want to book bigger bands and, um, put on, uh, bigger shows. And, and, and the owner of the shop wants to book bands that he wants to, you know, have play there. Um, it's a super vibey aesthetic, um, coffee shop. So like very up my alley, very my style. Um, I, I love going there and working and stuff. So, um, yeah. They've also been really supportive to the local music scene in Huntsville already, yeah. hosting a lot of shows, and like they've invested in um, the room where they have the bands perform, um, and like set up some of their own lights and sound system, and uh, built a stage out and everything. So they've been they've been killing it. Yeah, and it's like it's grown a lot. <clears throat> it used to just be like a big wooden platform and like two big speakers, but now they have a whole light bar like in the back, the front. They have like side lights, uh, DMX board, all that stuff. So um, it's gotten a lot better. I mean, I would say it's still like definitely like a, you know, um, low key venue. Um, but it's definitely not like a coffee shop. Like you would think like acoustic guy, acoustic guitar and a guy in a corner while everyone's like not paying attention, you know? So, um, and, and the owner wants to take it even further than like having bands come out. Like he wants, you know, full light show, all this stuff. So, um, he was a fan of my cine themes on YouTube, uh, which, if you haven't looked at my YouTube and, and seen those, they're basically just overly cinematic uh, video portraits of people. Um, and it's just a way for me to like uh, bring it back to the basics and just go out with a friend or someone that I think has a cool aesthetic and I just go film them. So, uh, you know, I have one with Hugh and one with, one with my wife and and um, uh, with another friend. I think I've only got three right now. But the owner of the coffee shop loved them. Um, when I posted them on Instagram. So he, uh, he wanted something like that. And, uh, you know, I threw out some ideas and, um, he wanted to, to go the most expensive route, which is fine. I was super pumped about it. Now our budget, uh, talk about that, um, was very low. And so getting like the discount on the equipment and the crew, uh, was the only reason I was able to do this. Um, and the extras weren't paid. They were um, given drink tickets and we did raffles and gave out gift cards and like things like that. So um, basically that's the project uh, for the listeners that aren't aware. Um, so yeah, kind of moving moving on with like what 
kind of went down. Um, I learned a lot, dude, on this set. Like, uh, just like the first one being the steady cam, it, it slowed things down. Like, I think it was worth it. I think it looked great, but I think we could have simplified a lot of things. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. There's just a lot of equipment compatibility issues. Um, we had two red Komodos, my red Komodo and his red Komodo, and we ran his on the Steadicam, and we were planning on using mine as the handheld one. I was going to go handheld after that that first one shot, you know? Yeah. Um, and the cages and the V-mount battery plates, getting a little te- technical here real quick, um, they aren't compatible with each other, so we couldn't swap my batteries onto his and his onto mine. And some of the batteries were dying, and we only had one kind of Classic. one was gold mount, one was V mount. Yeah, I was just like, dude, why did we not talk about this? Like, and I, I pre-productioned the hell out of this thing too. Like, it was so annoying to have things go wrong because <laughs> of all the work. Which Daniel does on all of his projects, by the way. <laughs> he preps so hard and does so much pre-production work on them. I yeah, but yeah, and it's I feel like, like batteries has been one of the biggest things. Yes. Like for any, any shoot. Well, it's funny you bring that up too, because I got the red Komodo. Oh, I went from black magic, uh, the pocket cinema cameras, if you know what those are, um, to red because of the V mount, um, batteries and how like compact it can be with it. Uh, cause you can run V mount on black magic, but it's, it's stupid with the amount of attachments you need. Um, and it runs for three and a half hours, which is like great. But like we had it on for like you know, setting up lighting and like testing shots and almost killed like three quarters of the battery just in setup. So, um, anyway, yeah, that was just so slow. Um, and it, it, it stressed me out. And then like, I guess the, the concept with the one shot and having 50 plus extras was just really, uh, ambitious. And I think it, you know, it took longer than I thought it would, which, I mean, it's a classic. It always takes longer, but I accounted for that and it still took longer. Like it was, it was a tough shot. Um, just timing with the band and, and getting people, cause people are drinking too. Cause we gave them drink tickets, um, as payment basically, um, like free drinks and like, you know, people are like walking around, not like paying attention stuff like that. So that was like tough and, um, dealing with that was, was stressful. Uh, and I had an assistant director helping me out, um, and he was mainly like the PR guy, <laughs> like he was supposed to be on stage, like doing that, but he was so busy wrangling other people. I kept having to get up on stage and like, you know, brief everyone, like what we're doing and stuff like that. So, um, which I don't like being on stage. I don't like talking to crowds. Like, so that was already annoying. I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, but no, I mean, all in all, I'm complaining a lot right now, but like it was, it was a really good shoot. Um, we got, I would say 90% of the shots and the most important ones we nailed. Um, so that, that was really good. Um, and it was a great experience. Like I said, I learned a lot just about equipment. I I got to use stuff I never use. I got to direct a crew and I learned, oh gosh, personally what I need to change for the next time I, I direct a bigger crew, you know, cause I've directed like you and like our, our friends who have helped out, you know, with like a set, yeah. like we've had like what, like five to eight people on set at a time. Yeah. So that's, that's decent size, you know? Um, but like really like hiring 
other people who are like filmmakers, it's different because <laughs> they have like big opinions and they have, uh, they want to, you know, a hand in, in everything and stuff like that. So it's, it's tough to balance that and, and not get like upset or, um, you know, uh, yell at people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Dude. it was Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say something that I really appreciate about you is that you are, um, you're always really honest about the things that were stressful and the things that like, yeah, that were stressing you out in the moment and like places that you felt tension when you're, when you're telling the stories first of like what it was like. And I just love that about you so much because I feel like, I mean, it's obvious if anybody goes and watches the videos that you that you do or sees any of the work that you do it's like really clear that you're professional you know and I think that that oftentimes like portrays this idea that like you know because you do know what you're doing right you you know what you need you know what you're doing right. and you're still learning but it's like it, it's it's not like you're going in having never done this before and you're like, Oh my God, this is so much more work than I thought. It's like, you know, that it's going to be a lot of work, right. no matter how much pre-production you do, you know, it's going to be a lot of work. Um, but then you watch the final product and you're like, Oh my God, this is the coolest guy ever. Like he's making the coolest videos. It's going to be such a fun thing to be on like a crew with him and like making these videos. And, and it is, it's, it's, that's so true, you know, but I love that you're honest when you come in and you're telling the story and you're like, dude, freaking did it. Here's what was stressing me out so much and why yeah. I was so anxious. And it's like, and it's not that you're, com you're complaining. It's like, that kind of is an exciting thing because it's rubbing, rubbing areas that you're, you're learning, yeah. you know? And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that I appreciate that about you. And I just think it's really cool to get to hear about all the things that you're like, Oh, oh okay. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of a new thing for me, but it's also not new. I've watched like 30 hours of YouTube videos <laughs> on it already and, and have already practiced it practiced it for like 40 hours but this is my first time right. doing it on a shoot and here's why it was stressful right and like i appreciate that first off um but then it's like it's also like the set the whole shoot i mean went exactly how i thought it would like i i knew the extras would be a handful i knew um you know timing with the band would be hard i knew uh I'd be drenched in sweat and exhausted and, and, you know, like stressed out. Like, it's so funny. Cause I was talking to my wife about it and, you know, she's been on, you know, every shoot ever. And like, she was like, well, this could have been better. That could have been better or whatever. And, and I was like, yep, yep. And then she was like, but it went exactly how I thought. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> You're right. Like I knew it'd be stressful. I knew it'd be a lot. I knew it was ambitious. Um, you know, it was, it was a long day, like an eight hour, nine hour day. And, um, you know, for shooting, that's, that's pretty tiring. So, um, but so I'm, I'm very happy with it. Um, and I, and like I said, I learned so much, like I wouldn't, I don't regret, uh, doing this video concept. I don't regret like putting all the money into rentals and stuff like that. And I, and like I, you know, with all that money, I didn't really make much of a profit or any at all if that, um, but it's one of those like passion projects where I'm just like, okay, this is going to be like a good, learning experience and like step in my in the right direction for my career <clears throat> and especially a portfolio piece um you know let me go ahead and just like put the money where you know it's gonna make the video great rather than me just pocketing a bunch of money and making like a 
you know, a silly, simple promo video. No offense to those people, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm, I'm learning, um, the more that I'm on either music video sets or short film sets yeah, or, uh, the one, uh, you know, full length, um, movie set that I was on. Yeah. It's not actually that glamorous. <laughs> it's Never. actually pretty chaotic, yeah. at least for everywhere that I've been so far. And that's kind of what makes it fun. You know, it's like, it's kind of like being at, at camp in a way <laughs> where it's like, you're there and you're, you're probably sleeping in a bunk. It's not going to be as comfortable as your bed at home. Yep. And like, you're having to share showers and you're on schedules and like you're doing all this stuff, but you're having the time of your life, even though there's inconveniences and like, you don't have access to all the things that you, that you normally would to make something perfect, you know? And I, and so, yeah, it's like you're in a room that's too small, like in the scenario with the the 48 where it's like, oh man, this is a perfect room, but we have a lot of people in here. Now we got to figure out how to like have everyone doing their job while getting the shots that we need. And like, yeah, it just ends up being something that isn't quite as glamorous as you imagine it being, but it's so much fun, which is why you're going to do it again and I'm going to do it again and then we're going to do it again and again and again exactly. because we love it and it's so exhilarating. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's like it's so stressful, it was so hard, but I do it over and over again and like it's when you finish a project, we've talked a little bit about this. You're like, "Oh, yes, yeah, okay, it's done, like completed, what an accomplishment." And you're like, "Oh gosh." All right, well, I guess I'll do the next one. You know what I mean? It's exhausting, but like for some reason, it's like this weird drug that you just want over and over again. And like, you know, it's it's cool. I mean, it's it's you know, I think it's fun. But uh, man, what a what an exhausting (laughs) career. (laughs) But it's so good, dude. It's so good. So it really is. I I have I, I know that you probably have like a question or or something that you wanted to say, but I did have one question I would ask you before we got too far away from yeah. it. But what was it like having, um, 50 extras there around all of this really expensive rented equipment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we tried to funnel them through the back door and um like in, into the concert area and we had like sign in sheets and like release forms like there and like that's where they got their tickets and wristbands um so we did a pretty good job of that however they instantly wanted to go get their free drinks and and like you know get going and like hanging hanging out and stuff but we were still setting up cuz we were about 45 to 50 minutes late on the on the schedule the uh shoot schedule so um the the bar is part of the shot so we had equipment everywhere right there i mean we had like a big 12 by uh 12 by 12 silk with like tons of lights behind it that were like it all equaled like i don't know 20 plus thousand dollars in equipment just on you know 20 foot c stands and stuff like that so um yeah i I was nervous more about people getting hurt um rather than the because the grip equipment i mean you can freaking you know, kill people with that stuff and like it wouldn't break. <laughs> so it's like pretty yeah. heavy duty as, as you know. And so, um, the camera we kept off to a staging area and we locked those doors. Like you couldn't even get in there. Um, so that was, that was kind of helpful. Um, but yeah, kind of just like reminding people, I was like, Hey guys, like stay over here. Like, 
Um, but they had like, you know, some music playing, people are talking, they're getting their drinks. So it was, it was tough to like communicate with them. Um, and then I think half of them didn't know I was the director. (laughs) So they were just like, who's this guy yelling at us right now? Like, why is he telling us like, get out of this room? And like, when I got on stage, I think it clicked. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought, I guess. Uh, cause I had, I was so stressed about the extras and like dealing with them. Um, mainly cause I don't like talking to crowds, um, or being like the center of attention there. Um, but also I was just afraid of like, what if they don't listen to me? What if they don't think it's cool? What if they don't think I'm professional and like all these insecurities? Um, I literally had a nightmare like two nights before the shoot, uh, that like no one showed up and there were like 11 people there. And like, I just looked like a freaking idiot. And like half the props were gone, dude. It was a bad. It was a bad. I woke up and I was like, I was shook for like you know those dreams you have, and then like for the next like six hours in the day, you're just kind of like in a weird mood. <laughs> yeah, you're like that was just a little bit too close to being real. Yes. Yeah. Like you wake up yeah. and it's like the biggest feeling of relief ever in your life. But then also like yeah, you're just like in a weird mood. You're like oh my gosh, like that was yeah way too close. But um. Anyway, so to answer your question, yeah, like it wasn't nearly as as scary or, or difficult, I guess, as I thought um, or, you know, as my insecurities were making me think. But, um, yeah, no, we made it happen and it they, they were all really cool about it. I mean, they once they got going, like they were just having so much fun. Like when I got on stage, they were like cheering and like, you know, saying like, this is awesome. Like, we love you. Like, it was just like so weird, dude. It was it was really cool. They're like they're fans of the band that was there. And they're fan, half of them, I know them pretty well. And so they were fans of my work. So they were just stoked to be there and like be part of it, which is like really cool when people buy into your vision and like your projects. You know what I mean? Super cool. Yeah. Did you feel like those insecurities dissipated as the night went on? Or did you kind of end the night feeling like not knowing for sure? Um, I feel like sometimes yeah. when I'm doing creative stuff, I either those feelings come up and then they stay. And then I finish whatever I'm doing and I'm like, am I even good at this? Or they come up and then something happens and I'm like, I just get super stoked that I, I I like remember that I love doing this. Yeah. Like some, some magical moment happens where somebody like cheers and then you're just like, oh man, they actually, they actually heard that lyric that I've been working on. Right. Awesome. And then you just like have this boost of confidence. What was that like for you with the night? Yeah, I would say like the latter um, of like, I felt, I'm not going to lie. I felt really cool when the night was over. I mean, like, like I said, like when I got on stage, I took a, it's so funny too. I thought of you, man, real quick. I got on stage towards the end of the shoot and I was, and cause people were starting to like head out like the extras and cause it was getting close to like 10 o'clock. Um, and that's when we, I told them they could leave. Um, but I wanted to get a selfie with everyone and the band. And, um, I, I just remember you doing that like on, on, at your concerts. And like, I was like, dude, I think it'd be really cool. Like, I know I'm not like playing music or anything like that, but like, this is my shoot that I'm, you know, in charge of. And I was like, and I, I wrangled like, you know, the majority of these people, I was like, it would be super cool you know, that I can get a photo with them or whatever. So I have like this like sweaty, like, like crazy photo of me and the band, just like <laughs> in the crowd behind us. Um, that was super cool. And like the whole crowd was like super into it. And like, you know what I mean? Like super pumped about it. Uh, and they like cheered and like freaked out. I like 
kind of down like you do at your shows. So that felt, yeah. I felt really cool in that moment. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's that moment where like uh, you really hope that Be Real notifies you that you, <laughs> you should post right now. You're just like, oh, I should get a selfie. Dude. You look down, Be Real's like, you have two minutes to, to post a selfie. And you're just like, yeah. oh my God, this is the greatest moment. <laughs> that would have been epic. Like, I wish that that's that's a great idea for the next one. That's I'm doing that because I turned my be real off because it was annoying me. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. No, anyway, so awesome. uh, great idea. What's that? I said that was a great idea. Yeah, I know it was super re- fun and like, um, again, like you inspired me to do that because I was just like, you know, and I and deep down I I wish I was like this like cool musician artist who like would go on stage and like play a cool show and like, you know what I mean? Have fans. So like, you know, I have to like live vicariously like through you and other people, other, other artists I shoot with. And this was my, my, my moment to live that, that cool, like stage selfie thing. <laughs> Dude. Yes. Eventually we're going to be shooting something again, where there's going to be like 50 plus extras and we're going to have you crowd surf. <laughs> yes. And that's when I'm going to do my be real, dude. That would be freaking epic. <laughs> yeah. It's oh like, uh, yeah, this is the director. Um, if everybody could just pile up here in the front, he's going to crowd surf. This is a dream moment for him. <laughs> and this is his version of a concert. Dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so ridiculous. But um, something you and I would definitely, definitely do. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna put it in my goals list now. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I've only crowd surfed once at a at a concert, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's an awesome experience. So doing that on a video shoot, that would be great. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. But uh, yeah, so I guess you know to wrap that up. Um, all in all, I I just the shoot was was I would say a, a big milestone in my career and I hope in, you know, my crew and everything like that, I, I think we all learned a lot. And, um, yeah, I was, uh, <clears throat> it went really well. And, uh, um, I guess I, I think I covered it all. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I, that went on. Um, I have to say I was really jealous cause I was, I was, um, I stalk Daniel's Instagram pretty frequently. <laughs> Uh, now that I don't live in the same city, that's, um, so I'm like watching it. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, half of the people that were there were people that we're friends with as well. Yeah. And so I'm like seeing it on everybody's story and I'm like seeing this really cool lighting set up and like the awesome car that you guys had there cool. and just you running around and, um, the band playing. And I was like, man. I'm so jealous right now. This looks like the best time ever. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, a little, uh, little encourager to follow you on Instagram there so you can uh, <laughs> get the BTS of all your shoots. That's right. Oh, and I did have um, our boy, Adam, our, our BTS guy. Uh, he was there and he nailed it and stayed the whole time filming us run around like crazy people. So shout out to Adam, Adam Dean, the best BTS shooter in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Adam is just the best person to uh, do any anything that you're doing creatively. Oh yeah, that guy, that guy is so talented and just so available and willing to help. He's awesome. So, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Um, the Porsche, 
that we had there. We had a vintage Porsche. I have no idea what year it was, what model it was. I'm sorry for all you car people, but dude, this thing was sick. Like it had yeah, like open top. Do what? What? Like the open top and yeah, it was it was a, it's a hard top, but it's like a hard top convertible. So he like puts the roof in the trunk, and then um, like it had like the racing number on the side. And it's like a silver like low rider, and dude, it just looks so good. And it was so extra, but like that's the vibe of the coffee shop for people who don't know what Gold Sprint is. Like they're like big into bikes, motorcycles, like cafe racers, vintage vehicles, um, you know, like indie rock and like synth bands. <laughs> yeah. Trophies everywhere on yep. the inside. Yeah. It's just like really cool stuff. They have like skateboard decks, um, on the wall, like with the cool art on them and like just super random, but like also like it's all in the same aesthetic. And so like, that's why I love this place. Cause I like dig all those like aesthetically pleasing things. Um, so yeah, we really played it up for this, for the shoot, like the vintage Porsche and people are like, you know, sitting on the car as it rolls in, like they all hop out and like, it's just like so cool, dude. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which I loved. I literally was thinking about this when I saw the pictures, I was like, man, we stressed so much about getting a vintage car for the Halloween music video. And then, you know, ended up getting the Mustang and, and it was great when we yeah. got to meet uh, Jacob, who just ended up being, it's so fun to, to work with him and, um, having him, you know, play the character and drive the car and just hang out with us. Um, but I remember us being so stressed about how we were going to find this vintage car. And then I'm just like, I don't, I didn't hear you say anything about it. (laughs) And then I just saw it on your Instagram and I was like, wow, I mean, this was an amazing car to find and have in this video. Yeah. And what's funny about that is like, now I, I have like so many car options for future videos. Like on a, like I could like snap my fingers and I'd have like three vintage like collectors vehicles. So like, I don't know. It's Victor, man. The, the owner of the coffee shop. He, um, he just has connections to people with really cool cars and like, it's something he's into as well. So I was really excited to get that incorporated in the video. Um, and like we had so many options we had a cafe racer parked in the background of the one shot and like that was like not planned like someone rolled up in a cafe racer and they were like hey some dude just rolled up in a cafe racer and asked if he want if you wanted to park it in the background i was like uh yeah <laughs> so 100% just yeah like things just kind of came together in that sense so um that was like just all that stuff brought up the production value um of the whole thing and like the whole budget was like $1,500 as far as like crew and rentals went. So it sounds like a lot, but that's like literally like almost useless. Like most places blow that on catering. You know what I mean? So, um, it's a miracle that it happened with the budget that we had. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited to see it. And I think it also just makes a great point. Um, which is that you can lean into the people who are around you and yeah. your friends and like, uh, and make something look really awesome with, yeah. um, when, when you don't have a lot of resources, which obviously this was something that you had more resources with, um, for than than we've had in a lot of things that we've been doing or things that you've done in the past. Um, but it's just cool to see what can happen when everybody comes together. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about just, just asking like the worst thing that's going to happen is I say no, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. It, it is incredible what you can do. 
Um, okay, so with all of that being said, um, all of this big production, big medium-sized crew, I guess, uh, all this stuff, right? Uh, equipment, whatnot, extras. Um, I think the funniest thing that I pulled away from that was I was excited. I almost needed like the next couple of days after the shoot to grab my camera, grab my wife or like a cool looking friend and just go shoot something like super simple cinematic, but like, you know, like, like very cinema mask, very back to the basics. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I love your like, you know, just grab my camera, grab my wife or a really cool looking friend and AKA just get out you. and get back to the basics. <laughs> Seriously though. Like, like think about like where you came from, what got you into it, where you started. And like, of course you got into it. Cause one day you want to, you know, film in Hollywood or have a huge set or like play on like, you know, the freaking biggest stage ever. But like, you know, it's also, you did, you did, you got into it because you just like music. You like filming things. You like making things look cool. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, um, it was so funny that I was like, well, that was fun, but I miss just holding my camera with like one grip on it and a monitor and like, and having a couple lights with like, or just the sunset, you know what I mean? And then filming someone like just making something like look cool, uh, with a simple idea and like just kind of hanging out with people. Um, which, yeah, not, not getting bogged down by, yeah. uh, the equipment, which is obviously awesome and makes yeah. things easier a lot of times. And you be, gives you the ability to do things that you couldn't but there's something nice about having the simplicity of just focusing on how to make something creative yeah with with you know nothing yeah yeah it's it's less stressful the more the more people the more equipment the more stressful it is too and like like you said it's totally necessary for certain ideas you need the equipment you need everything um but it's uh it's just nice to kind of go back to the basics which Brings me to um, uh, an important question I want to ask you and both of us. And I want to talk about it. Is like what brings you back to the basics and inspires you? Like I was going to ask this as just what inspires you, but even more so, like what remind like what do you do? I guess in your creative uh, work that reminds you of, reminds you of why you started and and like like this concept of going back to the basics and something that's like not comfortable, but like, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of go back to ground yourself, re-inspire yourself, um, stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I write instrumentals. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. There's, there's something so special that takes me back, um, to, to just the moments when I was first learning guitar. Yeah. When I didn't know how to sing and I I really didn't even know how to play guitar. I was just doing whatever sounded good and having fun. Yeah. And so when I'm when I'm wanting to get back to that and like find that again, I just play an instrumental with no intention to writing to it. And it's usually just a couple of chords and I just play them over and over and over. And then I'll like 
pick them and then I'll strum them and then I'll strum them harder and then I'll strum them so hard that I'm going to like break a string <laughs> and then I'll like go soft again. And it's just really dynamic, like aggressively dynamic. Um, and I just let myself feel what they sound like. Yeah. Do you, and it just, do you record sometimes? Okay. But only on my voice memos. Oh, okay. So you don't like yeah. get the, the mobile studio out and like go nuts. No. It's very simple, no. very like raw. Yeah. Okay. I think it, it it depends. Sometimes I want those moments to be forgotten. Oh. And not be like sometimes I want to sit with my guitar and just play and have nothing to remind me of this moment except for a memory. I like that. And then I just let it let it go. And then other times I'm like there's been times where I have voice memoed it and I've gone back and it's impacted me again um, in a similar or, or a different way than it did in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find value in doing both of them, but it just depends on how I'm feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. I like that. But yeah, dude, that's when I'm just not thinking about or what's, what, you know, is this conveying what I'm trying to say or I'm not trying to be clever with lyrics or I'm not trying to work through something deep inside of me with lyrics um, or thinking about, you know, could I make this into uh, a TikTok video, which is also a mindset that comes up sometimes, you know? Right. And I'm just like, no, I'm just going to play my guitar the same way that I did when I was like 12 years old and didn't know what an A chord was, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, What about you? Yeah, I think... uh, for me, it sounds like for you, you just want to like playing something that sounds cool that you think is dope and it has no purpose except to, uh, sound dope in the moment and like you get to enjoy it. And then like, that's it. And I think, um, for me, it's very similar. Was that, was that kind of accurate? What I just said? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's taking all pressure off for it to be anything other than that one thing that brings you pleasure or enjoyment in that moment specifically. And that's it. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And like, that's very similar to kind of why I started the cine theme thing on YouTube. And like, I know it's funny. It's like, well now you're sharing it on, on a medium again, like, you know, but like the, the taking the pressure off, it's the pressure that gets me stressed out and gets me burnt out and like gives me anxiety like with this gold sprint shoot, I mean, the pressure is through the roof. I have 50 plus extras who are, are going to want to see this video and you know, I want every single one of them to like it. And then I have the owner of the coffee shop who's putting thousands of dollars into this and you know, I can't fail him, which I mean, I'm used to that pressure as far as clients go, but like this one was pretty big. Um, I've got a crew that I don't want uh, to let down stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think take just like doing something that has no pressure, like takes it completely off where you can just basically like go, f- I can go film some visuals that I think look dope. Um, and if, and if it just like, if I botch the shoot and, but I'm out there with like a friend, um, like you're a synothy and like we were just out chilling and it was like a summer evening and we were just like walking. I had like a loose idea of what I wanted, um, to do just like in my head. And then 
we walked around. We found that dope location by those like super sketchy apartments where you sat on the park bench or like the picnic table. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, like that was like one of the dopest shots out of the whole video. And like, I think I started posting them on YouTube just cause I was like, these are actually super dope. And like, um, some of the best creativity comes from like when there's no pressure and I'm just hanging out with you and we're like filming stuff. You know what I mean? So and that's what I, how I got into it. I mean, I was vlogging with my friends of us, like all the shenanigans in college we used to do like that's, you know, but now I'm just doing it like a lot better. <laughs> so with an aesthetic yeah. and, and I think when I create like my cine themes always have a, like a theme and it's cinematic, hence the name cine theme. Um, and my favorite thing to do is like take an aesthetic and like create like an atmosphere and a whole vibe out of it. And like, it's so like satisfying to like my OCD, <laughs> like, you know, like it's, it's, for me, it's just a fun thing to do and there's no pressure. Like I said, if the video sucks, screw it. It sucks. Like whatever. Like I'll, I won't post it then, or maybe I'll post it. I don't know who cares, you know? So that's kind of how I back off, you know? uh, like the, the high pressure kind of jobs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it becomes really personal again in those moments, you know, cause I think mm. when you're growing, one of the awesome things about growing, getting better is that usually it attracts other people who are doing the same thing or who are, who just find your, your work entertaining. Mm. Right. And, it ends up becoming collaborative in ways, which is great. And, or it ends up becoming something that people, um, content that people are looking forward to, which is the yeah. goal, which is our goal, you know, because we're wanting to make careers with this, but yeah, there's something so special about going back to just the thing that was enjoyable to you to start with. And it reminds me of being a kid. Like when I was a kid, I had these, um, toy cars, and I would go outside and I would create roads like in the grass. Like I would dig out the grass and make like a dirt road. Yeah. And then I would like make all of these um, little bigger areas of of, uh, of dirt where, and that was like a building, you know, that was like the Walmart because Walmart was the place that I went when I was a kid right. the most. <laughs> and so it was like, that was the Walmart. Um, and I would just drive these cars around and it was such a creative thing. For me, yeah. like I was literally dreaming up this whole town and then I would make the roads to, to get around and then I would drive these cars around and it was just it was tickling my imagination. Yeah. And it was so much fun. And I think something that was great is that there was just, there was nothing else to that except for having fun, you know? Right. Like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to impress anyone. No one else was going to care. And I think that that's similar to how it is or at least it was for me getting into music and sounds like similarly to you getting into to filming it was just like dude this would be so much fun and you really just don't care what anybody else thinks about it you're mm -hmm. just doing it because you you enjoy it and like tapping back into that consistently i think is mm. is really important and i love that i love that that's what you did after this really big shoot you know that was like yeah. so much fun uh an awesome thing for your portfolio, an awesome thing for the local music scene, yeah. um, making connections, hanging out with people, giving people an opportunity to be a part of a, a bigger set. Um, 
just so cool. And like you were, you were leading that, you know, and then it's like you finished and you're like, all right, cool. I got to go connect with like doing this for no one else but me when nobody else is, nobody else is around. Yeah. No, I love that. And, and it's funny because yeah. like I literally, I think three days later, my wife and I went to this like basement arcade. It's like a self-play arcade of pinball machines and like pool tables and it's like really aesthetic in there and we literally spent like two and a half hours in there like playing pinball and like filming random clips of like her looking cool like we just did that three days later and like it was really nice like i don't know it's half of them aren't gonna go anywhere but you know it's just like it's like you said something i could tap into uh, after these stressful shoots or like, you know, high pressure situations, I think it's really important what you said, like what you said about regularly tapping into something. I forgot how you worded it now. Um, something that just like brings you joy and like the kind of, kind of the reason you got into, you know, the, the craft in the first place, like it's for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's super that's super special. I think, uh, you know, most creatives are like aware they have to have like passion projects in between client work and, um, you know, your main thing or whatever, like your main source of income, if you will. Um, but I think even beyond that, we have to have, cause passion projects are still high pressure. You still want to make, you're passionate about it. If you don't think that's going to stress you out, you're sorely mistaken. You know what I mean? Passionate yeah. things are, the most stressful because you care so deeply in your soul about it. Right. So I think doing something you almost don't freaking give a shit about to put it bluntly, you know what I mean? Is like, and I mean that in like the best way possible. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. something is not going to like, if it sucks or like, if you don't like how it turned out, you're like, ah, it was fun. I was just messing around. Like whatever, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, that actually makes a lot of sense to me because you're right. When you're passionate about something, you are you're investing so much into it. And what we're talking about is getting back to a place where you really just don't care about it that much. Yeah. But that's what makes it so energizing and so yeah. fun. And like there's a lot of crossover between I think the word passion and and how that drives our creativity and then yeah what it is that you're talking about where it's like, yeah, I really don't care how this turns out. I'm just having fun. Right. Exactly. And even beyond that, take it, take it a, a slightly veer off this a little bit. Do you think it's important to, uh, regularly go do like another creative outlet? So for instance, for me, that would be playing my guitar. I'm not going to be a musician. I'm not great. I'm not a great guitarist, but I can play and I really enjoy like feeling the vibrations and like I, I can hit a note, but I can't sing, but I love singing with it. You know what I mean? Learning songs. So that would be like an example of like me having another creative outlet. Like when I'm stressed, I will have my guitar next to my editing station. So mid edit, I'm like, oh, I, I can't handle this. I'll pull up my guitar and just like saying some stuff or whatever. Um, first off, do you think it's important to have that? And then what do you, what do you have that is not music? That's also a creative outlet refresher for you. Dude, for me personally, I think it's crucial. I think 
I, I've been learning this about myself and actually was just having a conversation about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, the more creative outlets I have, the more focused I can be on the creative things I'm pursuing career wise. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm putting all my eggs in one basket, I really just start to get stressed out with, with doing music. But if I'm actually, and, and I, and I get like decision paralysis mm. where there's so much pressure on it that I'm like, well, now I have to think about like the artwork and then, you know, how is this going to come across visually? And everything is now focused on this album and this music project. Yeah. Um, but if I actually have other creative outlets, then I don't, I, I can like make decisions better because I'm exercising other parts of my creativity. Do you also um, think that's because frequently. you're, is it because is you're spending too much time in the music world where it's like, it becomes like a point where you almost get lost in that world and you have to spend time away from it so you can come back with like a fresh mindset. I know that sounds like overly deep, but like, you know what I mean? Like, cause for me, I feel like sometimes I'm spending so much time in like the filmmaking world that I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like I, I get lost. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And I think also too, it, um, when I'm focusing too much on one specific form of one creative outlet yeah. or a specific project that maybe has multiple creative outlets yeah. um, as a part of it, I just, I add so much pressure onto it. But if I'm actually like, drawing um like just drawing in the morning with no pressure for fun then it actually just like helps clear my head and then it also just gives me ideas for for the other things that I'm working on Mm. I realize that I'm like talking about how to create like more space for the like career thing that I'm doing yeah you know and not just like getting back to the things that I enjoy but I, I I don't know I think it's crucial to have other other stuff that you do. And for me, it's always just been beneficial. That is if you can like manage time management with it too. That's true. You know, yeah. if you have like a hundred different things that you're trying to be creative in, then it's going to be hard to finish any of them, whether it's just for personal enjoyment or career wise. Yeah. Right. And like, I guess it might be like beneficial to have a, a, a hobby or a, another, another thing where, it's not very creative, maybe. You know what I mean? Like like rock climbing. Like that's something and like really just fitness in general for me is like relatively not creative. <laughs> if you think about it. Like rock climbing can be argued, but like like lifting and running, I mean, like, come on. But it's a time almost where like my headspace can be totally focused on one task that is not extremely demanding like skydiving is the same way like you I have to be present I can't be thinking about the video I have to work on I can't be you know obsessively planning shots in my head like I have to be focused you know what I mean so um just thinking out loud like I I think having an outlet in that way too is really important you know what I mean so um do you do anything that's totally uncreative that's also like beneficial for your creative side (laughs) well something i was gonna say uh yes yes the answer to that is yes but also i think it what you're talking about was like skydiving or working out yeah 
think sometimes, I don't know if you do this, but I just get so in my head about like my identity as a creator Yeah, that my entire identity becomes the songwriter musician. Yeah. And I'm thinking of myself like that when I wake up and when I go to sleep and I'm like, I'm a songwriter and, and, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm a musician and, and that's who I am. There's something really great about owning that, like telling people that that is what you do as an occupation right? and owning that part of yourself. But like when you get out and you skydive or you rock climb, you're not the songwriter. Like you are, but yeah. I'm not the songwriter and musician anymore and you're not the filmmaker anymore. Yeah. You're skydiving. I relate to And that. I think that yeah. those things, like I, for me, it reminds me that I'm human, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm, I'm not just a a musician, which is, it sounds so silly to say because it makes, it makes it sound like I'm thinking really highly of myself or like, yeah, like I'm thinking of myself as like this massive musician who's like selling out arenas <laughs> and stuff like that. And who's known by everybody around me that I'm a, a musician, you know, yeah. but it's like, I I think it, it does do that no matter what level you're at. Like it, it reminds me that I, am so much more complex and that I enjoy doing, doing. Other yeah. Things. And I don't know, maybe that sounds, maybe that sounds stupid. No. I don't know if you relate well, to that. You're but. saying like, you're not just a, a, a music producing machine. You're not just a songwriting machine, you know? And like, I think when people do get uh, some degree of like fame or following on social media or whatever it is, um, people like forget that like, you're also interested in other things and you are a human that like does a lot of different things and needs to do a lot of different things to stay sane. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think I have to remind myself that I like doing different things. Yeah. Like, I, and that's what I relate to as well. It, yeah. I, when you said like, I'm not just a musician, like it's like, Oh, what a breath of fresh air that I'm not just a filmmaker. You know, like I'm, I'm also like, an athlete and I'm also a skydiver and, uh, and a husband, you know what I mean? Like it's okay for me to go on a date night with my wife and not talk or think about anything to do with like creative stuff. Um, it's hard cause she's in the influencing community and like the fashion world. So like, you know, gosh, it just never ends for us. Um, cause we're always talking about it or like, she's like on her stories, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's so fun. It's a really cool like relationship to have. I'm not complaining about it at all. Um, but anyway, so it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a breath of fresh air for me to like, think I'm allowed to be, you know, all those things. So, yeah. And yeah, like I was saying too, it's really more for me than anything else. It's not, it's not something that I'm like, Oh, I wonder if all these people are thinking that about me. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's, it's my, what I'm thinking of like, sometimes it's my, um, me wondering what my external perception yeah, from other people is. Yeah. But really that's more something that I'm having to tell myself. It's like, I'm not just this, you know? Yeah. It's not me walking up to people and being like, I'm not like the other girls. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't just write songs. I also rock climb. Right. It's like, no, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and being like, remember that you like doing other things. Yeah. Remember, like, don't lose these other parts of yourself. Remember that you like doing this and you like, 
that you can just take the pressure off of this thing because you like just enjoy living life. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but no, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's just a great thing to be reminded of. And I think other things that I like to do, um, go on long walks on the beach. (laughs) Um, (laughs) this is your dating profile right here for anyone out there. Yeah. Who's looking, who is, well, not available, but you know, if he ever is, this is his profile. (laughs) This is this is my this is my farmers only um, <laughs> but thing. I'm like I just like getting out in the field and planting tomatoes. That's right. Um, I no, I rock climbing is a great one yeah. for me to go back to something that we've already talked about. Like it, oh man, it just challenges me in so many different ways, like physically and mentally. Oh, yeah. And I think like. I've never spent that much time really getting into rock climbing, but I just love, love going. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. I love that, you know, someone who doesn't know you super well looks at you as a musician, songwriter. I mean, that's like how they identify you. But then like, I love that in like most humans, um, like especially ones you follow in the creative world or whatever they do. It's, uh, it's super cool that like, there's always like some secret like life they have, you know what I mean? Like I'm like low key, like a, like a semi like home barista. Like I love pouring latte art and like pulling shots and doing pour overs, but like, I'll never talk to anyone. Like most people don't know that unless you like are friends with me. Cause I'm probably making you coffee and stuff, but like, you know, it's like, that and then like the skydiving thing is always like a really strange <laughs> like thing that I like jump out of planes like monthly, you know? So very consistently. Oh, what's that? Yeah. Very consistently. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what people like. They're like, oh, you've been a few times. Like, oh, no, <laughs> no, this is like my, like my hobby. <laughs> so like, I think it's cool though that like other like, creatives out there is like always a secret life. There's like a secret like thing that they do for them and they don't need to they don't feel like they have to like share that, you know what I mean? Um, in any way on social media or, or whatever they're doing or on stage or whatever. So, um, yeah. So, well, uh, it looks like we're, we're getting down to the, to the wire here. This is a long one guys. So thanks for, if you're still sticking around, like you're awesome. Um, but I think that was, uh, that was some good stuff that we talked about there. Yeah, thanks for filling me in on the the shoot. I really, yeah, really enjoyed getting to hear that. It's one of my favorite things to get to like talk after one of us has done something yeah. like a really creative project because then we just get into all of these like subtopics that that come up from this one yeah. thing. It's like we started with like the the gold sprint shoot, and now we've like trickled down into what are the things that you like to to go back to that remind you. And then like, what are the things yeah. that you do that aren't your creative things? And yeah. So it's just such a fun part of the conversations that we have. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There's a lot that can be learned from, you know, both of our projects personally and the ones we do together. So it's fun to tear those apart and like break them down, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, should we, Should we close out episode three here? Closing it out. All right. See you guys next time. See you guys.